0: Hey Supergirl Radio listeners, Rebecca Johnson here. The episode you're about to listen to was a last minute workaround because my co-host Morgan Glennon unfortunately came down with a pretty bad migraine and couldn't podcast with me this week. So since what we had planned wasn't possible without Morgan, in fact Morgan was the essential component of the episode we were going to do, I made the decision to still go live and wired on the DCTV Podcast YouTube channel and the Supergirl Radio Facebook page to explain to viewers why Morgan wasn't able to join us and to provide something for the Supergirl Radio community as a substitute. This was initially just going to be a video live stream, but by the end of it, as you will hear, I decided that I would, in fact, release this as an audio podcast. So please enjoy this Google Doc free and unstructured episode of Supergirl Radio. And I certainly hope that Morgan gets to feeling better.
1: Hi, I'm Elizabeth Noyce, and you're listening to Supergirl Radio.
0: McGurk! I do love typing. Do not mess with my Google Docs, Meeksy. Supergirl Radio is going live every night of the week. How do <laughs> you like it? Is being, becoming a human burrito a plus or a minus? I don't know. It does seem snug. I mean,
2: <laughs> they say you are what you eat. Cheer up. I love that. So I do a podcast called Supergirl
0: Radio, and one of our segments is Lena yeah. Luther, Boardroom or Ballroom? Because <laughs> really? She looks like a boss in this house. Welcome to a a, a improvised uh, live stream of Supergirl Radio. My name is Rebecca Johnson and uh, for this stream uh, this is going to be real loosey-goosey. I just got a word last minute about 20 minutes 20-30 minutes before uh, we were supposed to go live tonight uh, that I learned that Morgan was not feeling great. Uh, She has a really bad migraine Tonight, so we are going to have to res- reschedule our Supergirl radio rewind episode of the pilot that we were about to start. So, uh, if y'all would keep Morgan in your prayers, uh, so that she will feel better, we all hope she gets uh, to feeling better. So, uh, the the best way to do that is to get a lot of rest. So, uh, we hope Morgan feels better, and uh, we'll we'll figure out another time, maybe this week, to do the Supergirl radio re- rewind, which is very difficult to say uh and if you guys will indulge me as i uh fix my background here it's uh kind of bothering me uh but i figured we would still go live, or not we i guess just uh well we everybody in the chat plus me that's we uh we would still go live and uh maybe just uh do a little unboxing here of uh my season six blu-ray that i just got in the mail today so we can uh all look at this together. I don't know. Let me know in the chat if y'all have gotten your copy. I pre-ordered mine. So I forgot about it when it uh, got to my house. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I pre-ordered this. It was such a long time ago that I had already forgotten about it. Um, so I'm just going to kind of take a look and see what's what the uh, packaging looks like and what the discs look like. And uh, then after that, if y'all still want to hang out, maybe I'll, I'll drop a StreamYard link into the, uh, chat. And if anybody wants to join me and, uh, have a discussion about something, we can do that. Uh, just kind of depends on what y'all want to do. I know uh, Supergirl radio is not as fun without Morgan around. Uh, but, uh, we'll, we'll still hang out if anybody wants to. So, We'll just uh, get started here. And just by the way, this is not, this is exclusive just for YouTube and Facebook. I'm not going to drop this in the podcast feed because it's a, I'm going without a Google Doc. uh, So I feel uh, very unstructured. So (laughs) we're not going to put this in the uh, podcast feed. This is just going to be video only. Uh, Okay. So I'm just going to start. I'm literally unboxing it and trying to take all this stuff off the, uh, the, the packaging that they've got on here. All right, so the the front cover is the season six poster, which I'm going to be honest, I'm not a big fan of it. I I think it's more so looks like uh, maybe something for season five with all the technology and all that. It gives kind of more of a technology vibe to me. Also, it has that weird thing with Supergirl's arms that are like ghostly in the background. It's not my favorite. But it is what it is. It's kind of the season six poster. Um, so I do, I do kind of like the uh, the purple and blue aesthetic. I think it's it's a cool coloring. But I'm I'm just not that's not my favorite poster. Uh, but uh, that is what it is. Uh, there's a digital code. Uh, so I don't know if I'm going to be using that because uh, it's already on Netflix. I can get it digitally there. But um, I'm curious <laughs> what that's about. I'm guess that's I'm guessing that's for another platform if you don't uh, have netflix all right so the uh unnecessary sleeve uh but it is what it is it's the same thing on the front and the back of the actual uh <laughs> case uh i don't know i guess you know it's uh it's uh up to you whether you like the sleeve or not i don't know sometimes i'm like mm, it's not really why is that necessary i don't know Somebody offer me a a suggestion is why that's necessary. It's cool looking, but it's unnecessary, really. And I've already dropped it. See, it's completely unnecessary. Uh, All right. So let's see how this thing. Oh, it's a broken. Came to me broken. And it's (laughs) a... That's great. I'm going to have to get another one of these things. It's chipped. Oh, man. Well, that's great. (laughs) I'll just get another one for the old collection. Uh, Okay, so here inside is the digital code. Uh, Let's see. Three easy steps. I'm sure it's very easy. Uh, You can watch it instantly on the third step. (laughs) Or I could just go to Netflix, but that's okay. Uh, So there's a QR code. Uh, It's wb.com slash redeem digital. So there's that. Uh, I don't know exactly where this goes. I'll have to try this later and see see what the deal is with the uh, digital code all right so i guess we'll take a look at the uh the discs and i guess we'll go back well this is kind of the uh the way i'm I'm gonna go front to back so that's what we're gonna do so the inside is kind of nice i don't know if y'all can see this it's got a supergirl there in the background and then it's got uh stills from some of the episodes of uh, martian manhunter and sentinel and brainy and andrea rojas and william day and nixley and brainy and then supergirl and lena which lena very specifically witch lena because she's got the, the kind of wavy hair to me that signals witch lena so i like that right away you get supergirl in the uh, in the front there i like that okay so i'm gonna take a look at a disc one just to see if the designs i'm a- i'm always interested in the designs of the discs I actually used to in my previous job when I worked at Turner, I used to QC DVDs and Blu-rays, which meant uh, quality control. If you're not familiar with that term, I used to actually have to physically sit down and watch the discs to make sure that the menus worked and there was nothing wrong with the video or the audio. Uh, So it was a really actually kind of a fun part of my job to to do that. So that was a lot of fun. So I used to be into uh, menus and disc design and uh, (laughs) case design as well. Um, So here we go. So here's disc one. I don't know. These may all be the same, uh, but I'm always curious about uh, how they're all designed. So this is the S-Shield. Still got that kind of uh, season six uh, electronic vibe. It's kind of a purple disc, which I guess fits the aesthetic of um, the poster, the season six poster and the cover of the uh, Blu-ray. This was actually very difficult to get, get, get out. I, I guess I haven't uh, opened a, a Blu-ray in a long time. It was kind of hard for me to pull the disc out. So it does look, uh, this is a little disappointing for me. This is, uh, they're going to be all the same. They are all the same. And oh my gosh, disc two. Why won't it come out? (laughs) Okay. So disc two, same thing. Just says disc two on it. And uh, since these have proven to be uh, enormously challenging for me (laughs) to get out, I'm just going to show everybody. Uh, So disc three, same thing. I really wish they would have uh, mixed it up a little bit. Disc four, same thing. I remember back in the day, uh, this is a while ago, back when I used to like Smallville. (laughs) And uh, I collected the Smallville DVDs, and they would have like each disc would be a different character. So disc one obviously was Clark. Disc two was usually either like Lex or Lana. And then it would kind of go down the cast. And I actually really liked that. Uh, But so I don't know if they they still do that kind of thing with TV um, Blu-rays because I don't buy as many anymore because of streaming. So I'm a little disappointed. I'm going to be honest that there's no, and I'll have to go back and look at my other Supergirl Blu-rays to see if they did something similar to this, to season six. Maybe it's been consistent the whole time that they've had the same design for each disc. I'll have to go back and look at that. So I'll try not to be too judgy. Maybe they're doing this for consistency's sake. If they're all like this, then that's okay. But I I kind of, if it was me, I'd probably put a little something different on each disc just to make it um, stand out. Because if you're like thumbing through the discs, it's, it's kind of hard to see which one is which because they're basically the same design. Anyway, that's my ranting about the uh, disc design choice. Uh, so here's the back cover um, showing some things here. So it tells uh, everything about the discs uh disc one has the first five episodes and it has a special tribute a special feature a tribute uh, farewell tribute to supergirl which i assume is the thing from dc fandom that we've talked about on supergirl radio before disc two has prom again fear not with some deleted scenes uh welcome back Kara, dream Weaver, still i rise and then some deleted scenes from that disc three has Mixie in the middle blind spots some deleted scenes for blind spots the gauntlet deleted scene from the gauntlet there's a lot of deleted scenes <laughs> from season six uh, uh disc three also has magical thinking hope for tomorrow with some deleted scenes disc four has a uh, nightmare national city with some deleted scenes uh the 17th episode is a ble- i believe the thing called love and then truth or consequences deleted scenes the last gauntlet deleted scenes, Kara, deleted scenes. Uh, So quite, quite a bit deleted on here. And it looks like uh, uh, below this has uh, pictures of William Day, Dreamer, Guardian, Sentinel, Supergirl, and then Brainy and Nia or Brainy and Dreamer. I'm still dropping parts of this case all (laughs) all over me. Uh, I think I got this from Amazon. Come on, Amazon, do better all right so so i'm getting to the back of this uh case here and it says the soaring final season and i really i like this picture of supergirl could why couldn't this have been the cover of the disc i would have been into that although i don't i don't know if i approve of supergirl's guard stance you kind of i don't know i took a couple of kickboxing classes a long time ago and your guard has to be kind of up here so you're protecting your face. So I'm always like, I don't know. It's not like I'm a boxing expert, so I really probably shouldn't say anything. <laughs> uh, but the back says after defeating Leviathan, I i guess that's what they did uh supergirl learns that lex Luthor used obsidian to rewire the human mind now half the world has pledged undying allegiance to the evil industrialist while the other half faces certain death they're talking about this like this is a big portion of the season (laughs) this is like the first episode uh when they had to wrap up all that leviathan stuff from season five and that's a, a good chunk of that's like two sentences It's like almost half of this little paragraph. There's a way to defeat him, but victory will banish Kara to the Phantom Zone. And it has Kara bolded and the Phantom Zone bolded. I guess all of like the characters, Leviathan's bolded, Lex Luthor's bolded, Supergirl's bolded, Obsidian is bolded. There she will encounter one of her fiercest rivals, the ruthless imp Nixley in bold who is on a quest to find seven magical totems that will set her on a path to world domination the danger intensifies uh, intensifies intensifies no intensifies that is the word when she teams up with lex can the super friends uh, in bold uh and also super friends is one word which is interesting to me super friends no space no capital f I've always been super friends, like the TV show, but this is super friends all one word. Uh, can the super friends stop them? Prepare for a season of unexpected twists as the final 20 episodes revealed the Girl of Steel's fate. And Girl of Steel is in bold if you uh, care about that consistency and that kind of thing. And on the back, it also mentions uh, special features, a farewell a tribute to Supergirl, and some deleted scenes. So that's kind of what the back has on there. So. That's kind of a uh, kind of the disc. I mean, the uh, the spine is pretty cool. Uh, it says Supergirl, the sixth and final season. Um, so looks good there. Everything lines up, looking good. Um, other than my my case falling apart and uh, <laughs> the, the disc design being kind of boring, that's a pretty a pretty solid. Uh, uh, you know, uh Blu-ray set. I'm interested in the deleted scenes. I have seen some deleted scenes as maybe some of you have uh, seen some deleted scenes sort of floating, floating around the interwebs. I saw a few on Twitter, which uh, seemed uh, like illegal, maybe a little bit kind of recorded off a of TV. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I did see a deleted scene where um, Supergirl flew into the tower and she had a conversation with Esme that was really cute. And I can't remember exactly uh, what they were talking about. But it was uh, infuriating to me that that was not included in the particular episode it was a from. I, I can't remember exactly which episode uh, that would have been from that deleted scene with Supergirl and Esme. But I was like, oh, this would have been so good on a Supergirl level. Um, and especially getting to see more of Aunt Kara with little Esme would have been great. So, uh, so I hope to see more deleted scenes that uh, (laughs) are of the same uh, situation, even though it will probably make me very upset that they're not included in the episode. Maybe they'll give, uh, give me as a Supergirl fan, something, something more. Uh, I'm very curious to see if uh, (laughs) we'll get an answer to uh, the lizard faces, uh, that, <laughs> I'm, I think there's some, uh, deleted scenes from that episode. So I'm hoping we'll get an answer to, to the, uh, lizard face, uh, quandary. Uh, let's see. Samwise says that that deleted scene would have been 618. Uh, yeah. Donna says a uh, great scene. They were talking about having to hide their powers and uh, let's see. Yeah. And Samwise says it was Cara talking to Esme if she had to hide her powers or not. Yeah. So that was a great, um, great uh, scene. So hopefully we'll get more Blu-rays, uh, uh, more deleted scenes that are just as equally great uh, on the Blu-ray and DVD. Oh, Donna says no answer for lizard faces. Oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> we'll never know. That's It's going to be a mystery for for all time. Uh, let's see, I'm going to go through the chat and just see what people are talking about. Cause I was, uh, talking about the Blu-ray while everything, uh, was happening in the live chat. Um, Samwise, uh, says I'm waiting for the complete series box set. That would be awesome. I would also be interested in, in a complete series box set, just in terms of a collecting perspective. And, uh, I'll probably need one now that, uh, <laughs> this particular case is, uh, not, uh, not holding up for me uh but yeah i think they usually i think will do that for a lot of shows that have already um kind of ended their runs so i I hope to see uh to see if they do have a full complete set let's see let's see let's see yeah uh nicole this is really tough for me to uh, (laughs) it's truly live and wired i'm not i did not have time to sort of uh, you know um prepare a google doc i'd prepared one for supergirl radio uh rewind for the pilot but not for this impromptu improvised live stream of the unboxing uh let's see so ollie uh 10305 says the digital code is if you want to watch it on apple or itunes yeah okay okay that's good to know uh let's see who else is in the chat let's see uh, yeah Misfiction fiction fanatic says at least you have proof it was broken when you opened it that's a good point maybe maybe I can uh, contact amazon and be like hey watch this video <laughs> this, this is a this is uh broken and I have proof so uh, I'll, I'll see if I can maybe get them to send me a new one uh you are all witnesses so thank you for uh, witnessing that. Uh, <laughs> Nicole says, product game damaged." references YouTube link. Uh, that's a great idea. Thank you, everyone, for <laughs> inspiring and encouraging me uh, to maybe get Amazon to uh, send me a new version of this. Uh, let's see. Okay, Donna says, in the series Blu-ray set, each season disc is a different color. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to have to go back and look at my other season disc. Uh, now I'm kind of curious about that consistency uh people are talking about all the, the the things being broken Mark says i keep forgetting to break my citizen kane disc so i can get uh that's funny uh let's see oh donna says uh it's actually more content than what the dc fandom aired so maybe that's a longer version of the tribute is what donna is saying uh okay let's see all right. So Claudia has a question. When you say with deleted scenes, does that mean the deleted scenes are edited into the episode or just clips at the end of the episode or disc? Uh, it's a good question. Um, I think normally what they do, I, I can't speak to what's um, on these discs because I haven't actually watched the discs yet. I just opened up the case. Uh, but I assume it's the episode as it aired and then deleted scenes that you you can watch separately. That's That's what I'm assuming it is. Um, That's the the way DVDs and Blu-rays are usually structured. So I assume that's the case. Uh, Let's see... Uh, Nicole is, uh, justifying Kara's, uh, stance with her, her guard up saying Kara's face is invulnerable so she, she doesn't have to care about her stance. That's a really great point. Why does she even put up her guard anyway? I don't, uh, okay. Now I'm, now I'm very confused. <laughs> she can say Supergirl can stop bullets with her eyeballs, but she puts up her, <laughs> puts up her, her dukes. Uh, let's see. Uh Hagel Blast makes the same point. She's invulnerable. Can she, she can take a punch to the face better than a human could. Good point. Uh, let's see. Oh, Nicole also makes a good point about the Super Friends being uh, uh spelled out a different way than I would have thought that maybe uh Super Friends, the TV show is trademarked and they can't write it that way. That's a, that's a good that's a good uh, point. That's probably the case, uh, let's see, Hagelblast also says, I want to see the deleted scenes from the pilot uh, to mention tonight's original topic that weren't on the season one Blu-ray set. That's a good idea. I had not uh, initially done that. I was just going to re-watch the pilot episode as it aired, as it is on Netflix. Uh, but maybe I'll go back and re- uh, before we actually, I don't, I don't know when we're gonna reschedule Supergirl Radio Rewind. I'm gonna wait until Morgan feels better and then we'll decide on a, a, another time. I, I just for now I put it. I put the live stream on Thursday, but we we may not do Thursday. Maybe another time. But uh, just to have it rescheduled, I had it for Thursday. So uh, we'll let everybody know when we're gonna reschedule. But uh, but that's a good uh, idea. That maybe I'll revisit the uh, deleted scenes from the pilot if they have some. I can't remember exactly from the Blu Ray, but I'll have to go back and see if I can revisit those before. Because really really supergirl radio rewind though the point of it is to get morgan's thoughts y'all have already heard my thoughts about the pilot so i really i really wanted to just be me interviewing morgan to find out what she has to say about it uh but it, i it was interesting to re-watch it there's definitely some some things that i was like oh oh okay well that's that's not how it turned out <laughs> you know there's a lot of things that changed um but it, it was it, it's always interesting to go back and rewatch the show in season one to see how different it was. Uh, let's see if there's any other comments. Yeah, Ollie, uh we uh so Mark, one of our listeners, one of our great uh, listeners and contributors to supergirl radio, um he uh found out what Jean's secret was and we'll have to we'll have to reveal it in an episode of supergirl radio sometime in the future. so maybe that'll be something that we uh, we do is a special episode about Jean's shocking secret i'm gonna have to dig up that episode description uh to remember exactly how they they worded it but it was something akin to that uh oh uh and uh, donna also says i stand corrected the discs in the complete series set are either red blue or purple i guess that makes sense uh, and Donna also says there are no deleted scenes for the pilot in the complete series Blu-ray. Okay. Thank you for checking on that. Um, I, I was going to have to go back and look, uh, so that's good to know. All right. Um, well, what I thought I might do, uh, since after we've, uh, kind of just gone through the unboxing, uh, uh cause I may, I may stay on for a little bit. And if y'all would like to join me, you don't have to, but if anybody wants to, uh, I'm going to put a StreamYard link into the uh, the chat here. And if anybody wants to hop on and just talk about anything Supergirl related, uh, come on and we'll we'll talk about it and we'll have a discussion about something. So if there's anything that you want to uh, join me and uh, discuss, feel free to click on the link and hop on to StreamYard. I think that went through in the chat. Uh, let's see, that should be right. Um, so I, I was just gonna mention a few things possibly if I can dig up <laughs> the, the uh, tweet about it because I did a register for it. So I'm, I'm gonna try to check it out, I think on Thursday. All right, so here is the the link here. So I'm gonna share my screen real quick. Uh, let's see. So I was gonna maybe mention this on the news section, although if I can get the thing to come up. Uh, But since uh, since we're not really doing the news, as it were, I guess I could (laughs) in a in a formal fashion for Supergirl Radio. uh, There is uh, an event, a virtual event that's going on between Joe Whittemore, who wrote a series, a trilogy of Supergirl, the TV show related books. Uh, It was kind of set in the world of the Supergirl universe. So there are three books that Joe Whittemore wrote. We did interview Joe Whittemore. So if you want to go back into the Supergirl radio archives, you can listen to our talk with Joe Whittemore. We actually uh, taught her about Snapper Car. (laughs) So if uh, you want to listen to that, you can do that. But uh, Joe Whittemore is teaming up with Melissa Benoist uh, this Thursday, if you happen to catch it uh, this Thursday, which I think is March 10th. uh, They are doing a free virtual event, and people are invited. She's going to be talking with uh, Melissa Benoist about Haven's Secret and their love of libraries. So this is going to be put on by the uh, School Library Journal, which is, the according to their Twitter bio, the largest reviewer of kids and young adult content from books to digital. So this is going to be a free virtual event Thursday March 10th 2022 uh they are the closing keynote conversation so they're probably going to talk about maybe some supergirl stuff maybe some books maybe some libraries uh i don't know the uh the registration uh <laughs> form uh seemed like they were looking for library people <laughs> so uh so i don't know if they're going to you know uh if you don't fill cer- uh, things out a certain way i don't know if people will um if they'll uh, drive you away or not, but uh, they, uh, I, I did register, so we'll we'll see how that works out. So I just kind of wanted to check it out and see what it was, and see what it was was about. So if you're interested in that, uh, there is a registration uh, link for that. I will actually drop that in the Streamyard chat, and if you want to, uh, so that should go in there. That um, that Twitter link. I'll also link the um, the link. Uh, to the actual registration page into the chat as well. Let's see. There is a question. Let's see. Let's see. Samwise has a question really quickly before I continue on. Let's see. Uh, Samwise says, I have a question. I can't do the stream link, but I wanted to ask about how you feel about the CW Supergirl basically being Superman and not actually Supergirl. That's a really interesting question because I would probably uh, argue that for the first couple of seasons, probably, probably seasons one through three were very Supergirl heavy in terms of borrowing things from the mythology. Uh, season one was very heavily barred from Sterling Gates's run on Supergirl. Uh, you had the Lucy Lane stuff, Silver Banshee. Uh, I was trying to think of some other things. There's a ton of stuff that like they pulled from uh, the uh, Sterling Gates run, which uh, Reactron was in there. Um, so that's, that's stuff that I think are, is more Supergirl Ish. Uh Lena Luther's introduction in season two. Lena Luther is very much a, a character who is connected to Supergirl, not so much Superman. Uh, Rain and the World Killers is uh they're a they're a group of Supergirl villains. So it was more so um Supergirl for most of those seasons. I think season four, you could probably argue, would have been more Superman heavy because it was uh pulling from Superman Red Sun. Uh, that was very much a Superman comic book. Also, The Elite was very much a Superman villain. So I would say Supergirl season four would have been more Superman heavy. Season five was just kind of, I don't know where that was going with Leviathan. That was That seemed to be more tying into the comics at the time. There was a Leviathan run in the comics, so... I think that was just supposed to try to tie into the comics. And season six, I, I don't know. It just wasn't very, very much uh, focused on Supergirl for the most part. So, I, yeah, I know some people argue that was with, uh, with uh, the use of Superman villains, like um, Parasite, Metallo, those kinds of villains. But I think at the height of the, the Supergirl TV series, I think it was – really trying I think especially in season one I think it was really trying to lean into Supergirl and try to make her the the focus and make her a a real character that would separate her outside of the Superman mythology and that's why I like those seasons so much is because it uh, a lot of the things that uh, that I've read from the Supergirl comics showed up on the screen and that was a lot of fun I mean even Streaky was there the Legion of Superheroes which uh, you know, Superman and Superboy have had a lot of Legion of Superheroes um, connections, but Supergirl has too. There's a whole <laughs> series of comics, uh, Legion, uh, Supergirl and the Legion of Superheroes. So uh, I think it's uh, written by Mark Wade. So those are actually pretty good if you're interested in the Legion and uh, their uh, interaction with Supergirl. And also in the Silver Age, Supergirl <laughs> joins the Legion of Superheroes. She's a Legionnaire, so it was really fun for them uh, to see them come on, so there, there are a lot of things about the show that actually made it more Supergirl in the long run. Uh, but sometimes I think it's it's difficult because I think by by the end of the show, I think it it felt like the show was uninterested in Supergirl anymore. And so I think that's that's the more disheartening thing. Not so much that it was borrowing things from Superman because they're in that same universe, but the, the more disappointing thing for me was that it just didn't seem like they uh, were as interested in Supergirl as a character anymore. So I hope that answers your question. Hopefully that uh, kind of got <laughs> some kind of answer in there. Uh, let's see. Trying to see if there are any other questions before I check out in the chat, uh, in the uh, backstage area. I see you, Donna, if you, if you want to come on. Uh, let's see. Mark says, considering that such a large portion of Supergirl's rebirth comic series was a big diversion in service of Superman story and Business's Legion setup, yeah, uh, the the rebirth era of comics, which we need to get back to on Supergirl Radio, it it sort of starts out as more of a Supergirl story. It shows Kara and Catco, and Cat is there, and there's a lot of stuff where Kara is. Um, uh, kind of having an interaction and a romance with this this other teenager Ben Rubel, so there's there's a lot of it that's um, Supergirl heavy. She inter- interacts with her mother and father. Uh, her father is cyborg Superman, so there's a lot of that stuff that's you know very connected to Supergirl. She pals around with Batgirl, so a lot of that is uh, is very Supergirl heavy. But it kind of once you get into it and like. Uh, Oh my gosh, why am I drawing a blank on uh, uh, that group, the Omega Men? Once you get to the Omega Men part of Rebirth, it kind of (laughs) starts to fall apart and become something other than just uh, Supergirl stuff. Uh, I'm going to take a couple more questions, uh, and then I will uh, check out the people who have uh, clicked on the streamer link. Uh, Mark also asks, have you seen the Batman yet? How can I say this politely? Um I love Batman. I lo- have loved Batman since I was 9 years old. Uh I have been a big Batman fan all my life. So normally I would be hyped about it, uh especially because it seems like Batman and Catwoman are going to be a big feature and I'm a, I'm a big fan of the bat bat cat relationship, but I have been very disappointed in the way things have been handled with the DC films, and uh, so it's uh, it's tough for me to support them on the big screen, um, uh, the way that Warner Brothers has handled some things. So I'm probably not going to see the Batman on the big screen, because I don't want to give them my money. Uh, and I'm very stubborn in that, and I realize that. Uh, but if I can uh, watch it on HBO Max for free with my new iPhone that I bought, because <laughs> they they're giving away HBO Max subscriptions when you buy the iPhone 13 Pro Max. Uh, so if I can watch it on HBO Max for free, I think that's the way I'm going to watch it. <laughs> um, the, probably the only DC films that I'm going to see on the big screen and actually spend money on are going to be the DC League of Super Pets film. Uh, because they don't have anything to do with how WB uh, treated <laughs> treated DC fans, uh, and specifically DCEU fans, uh, and uh, the Flash movie that will have the uh, appearance and debut of Supergirl in that universe. So I'll probably go see those two on the big screen, but uh, I'm not going to go see and spend money on the Batman just out of principle. nothing uh you know no offense to the director or the actors. they had done nothing to offend me but I am I'm a little offended by the studio uh so I am kind of uh, trying my best to, not to spend money on those things anymore, not to support that. Uh, which is interesting for me because I saw Man of Steel probably 10, 11 times in the theater. I saw Batman be Superman 15 times in the theater. I saw Wonder Woman, the first one, six times in the theater. I saw the, the original Suicide Squad movie three times in the theater. I, I spent some money on those films. I really did. (laughs) And I bought a lot of merchandise. Uh, And so for me not to see one of these films, at least one time on the big screen, uh, I hope that, uh, it, it's not going to make a dent in any of their uh, box office re- revenue, but I'm taking a personal stand. Uh, so I hope that's a uh, an answer to your question. I'm sure that is uh, a very long-winded and something you may not even needed to have known. Uh, you could have just uh, been okay with a no to that question. <laughs> so sorry for the long-winded answer. Uh, okay. Uh, oh, one more question from the chat, just real quick. Uh, Samwise says, are are you caught up on Superman and Lois? Uh, that's a great question. Uh, no is the answer. <laughs> I've got to catch up. I know there are some things that have been happening uh, that I'm probably very interested in. So uh, the answer is no to that question, but I'm still going to be watching it. Uh, so hopefully I will get caught up soon. Okay, so uh, I see Donna backstage. Donna, if you're uh, okay for me to bring you in, give me a, give me a thumbs up and uh, I'll bring you in. Uh, just let me know if you're okay to go, or you can send me a private, uh, chat to say I'm ready to go. I never want to bring people on the live stream when it c- sort of catches them off guard. <laughs> uh, cause, uh, I scare some people sometimes. Uh, but yeah, so we'll hang out, I don't know, uh, for another 30 minutes or so, and just kind of talk about maybe some Supergirl stuff and then we'll, we'll wrap it up. I don't know. Maybe this will become a super radio episode now that I'm thinking about it. I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how it goes. If this ends up being something uh, fruitful, I don't think the audio listeners will get anything out of my unboxing because it's very visual. <laughs> but but, uh, but maybe maybe we'll, uh, maybe I'll drop it in. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but anyway, I'm going to bring Donna in and uh, see what uh, Donna wants to talk about. Hey, Donna, are you there? Hey, Donna, can you hear me?
1: Hi, guys. Yeah. Can y'all hear me?
0: Yeah. Can hear you. So, uh, I do
1: apologize. This was, uh, last minute. I wasn't planning. I was being casual today.
0: No, you're fine. You're (laughs) fine. All, all of this is last minute. So, uh, (laughs) so that's understandable. I
1: just thought, I just thought since you were talking about it, the gang might like to see it. Uh, this is the complete series.
0: Nice. So I like that a lot better with the, uh, that's, that's the back. Oh, this is this is so much better. I yeah, I like I got, that a lot.
1: Ironically, I I pre-ordered them at the same time, and one was supposed to come out a week after the other. But ironically, I got one one day, and the other one the next. So, oh, nice. Yeah, and and I, to tell the truth, I've been through. I haven't rewatched a lot, but I've been through all the deleted scenes and things. There are some new. Deleted scenes on the complete series that I don't remember seeing before, or it's just been so long that that I haven't seen them. Uh, uh, obviously, a lot of scenes, like with the season six DVD, two of the deleted scenes in particular, I think they should have included in the, in the episodes. Uh, the end of Fear Not. There's the scene where Kara comes rushing onto the ship after being rescued from the Phantom Zone, and she hugs Alex. And then Supergirl looks up and she calls John over, and it's the three of them hugging. And Carl says, let's go home. Uh, Much more emotional. I mean, even as emotional as that scene was that aired, this was even more impactful. And um, I think David's explanation for not using that one, because he directed that episode, was he felt like it was a sister's moment, but it was a true. It was a good space family moment.
0: That's cool. Yeah, I think that would have uh, would have been really nice. So <laughs> like you, I
1: totally agree about the supergirl and Esme scene. They should have used that scene. I, I even think had they used that scene that might have taken a little bit of the sting of the sisters fighting, out of it, because they referenced that. She, she Esme in the scene, I don't know how many of you have been able to see it yet or what you know what's out there. Esme feels guilty that she thinks they were fighting because of her. oh I know. and it's just it's just a precious scene. And they should have included it,
0: yeah. I think that would have been really nice, especially because it sort of sets up the ending for Kara. Um, so I think that would have really helped uh, cement that idea that um yeah. that Kara was thinking about her her secret identity and and all yeah. those things. I'm going to open
1: this up. This these, oh these, yeah. These, these are the discs. My only complaint about these is the discs in this will not stay attached. There's so many of them.
0: <laughs> are they are they slipping out?
1: They they slip out very easily. Oh,
0: that's. That's there's annoying. there's that color, okay. I see the blue and the, the red, the blue and the red, and then the last season, okay. So, okay, yeah, so it's purple like the ones in the Blu ray, okay. And
1: actually, all of the design you'll be disappointed, Rebecca, but all of the design on all of the discs are the S shield.
0: Oh, yeah, I
1: mean, it's, it's... they, they kind of have different backgrounds. But it's basically the S shield with with just either the solid red. The red looks like it's textured, uh, like on her suit, and then the blue ones kind of have little scenes or something in the background.
0: Oh, okay. But um, yeah,
1: the the uh, the DC fandom, the farewell to Supergirl. There's a lot of extra content. A lot of more people. Uh, there's more. Uh, Kyler talking about David directing and her directing and uh, Julie talks about a few things and um, uh, I think uh, Staz and Melissa talk about singing Africa. Oh cool. You know and and Jeremy and and, um, they go into a little more a little more detail with with some things. So um, it's not a lot of extra content, but there is definitely more than what was
0: at Fandom. Okay, yeah, and they and they can kind of get away with that because they can put more on the disc than uh, they probably didn't want to release a, a really long thing for Fandom. They probably had to shorten it up. So that makes sense that they would release a, a longer version on the on the discs. So that's good to know. All right, well, I'll have to check that out. I initially wasn't probably going to watch it because I've watched it already a couple of times. So that's good to know that it's it's a different version.
1: Yeah, it's it it is. Um, I, I, what I found odd about the season six DVD, there are no deleted scenes from the first six episodes.
0: Let's see. You are correct. the The first uh, deleted scenes come from Fear Not. So I guess they were uh, just really happy about the, <laughs> those first six episodes. No changes. All good to go. Well, uh, it, I think
1: it. I think uh, there are going to be some people that were disappointed. That was thinking because I think Ozzy or somebody said that they had filmed the scene where Alex tells Kelly. Oh about, yeah. And they were looking for that scene to show up here, and unfortunately, it does not.
0: That's right. I remember them talking about that after that big cl- cl- kerfluffle when everybody was like, "What? What? What just happened?" Uh, I do remember that that uh that they did talk about that they did shoot something. So that is bizarre. Why would they include that? Was that that was pretty early on? Was that episode two? That was
1: episode. That was the second episode. Yeah. Yeah.
0: A few good women. Yeah. That was like really really early on. So weird. Well, thanks for the reminder about that. I'd I'd kind of forgotten that they
1: they shot that. that
0: I wouldn't liked really
1: seeing if there had been any deleted scenes from the episode Kyler directed.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. I think that it would have been really neat to see if they had had more to do with the Midvale episodes. Uh, but uh, I guess maybe, maybe sometime in the, in the future, like a 10th anniversary episode, or like sometimes they come back out and want to make more money off things. So they re-release uh, like a special 10, 20 anniversary, 20 year anniversary sets. So maybe, maybe we'll get something later.
1: Yeah. I have some Supergirl radio friends that we, Zoom chat together, cool. And we joke that maybe we'll see it in the tell-all movie that'll come out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there would be probably a lot to tell. I, I assume I would watch that tell-all movie for sure. <laughs> I would be into that. Uh, well, um, while, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, and this could be something that uh, I, I ask you and uh, Nicole, who I've got waiting in the wings, but uh, Tiana has a snap judgment. Uh, if you could, if you could have been part of the Supergirl team, would you want to be a writer or a director? So uh, what would you say to that, Donna? To me? Yeah.
1: Oh, definitely the writer. Okay. No, no doubt. No question. As many times as I have rewritten the ending of some episodes that I've been disappointed with.
0: Yeah, Definitely. Yeah, I I think I've said many times on Supergirl Radio, I am not a good writer. <laughs> so I would definitely rather be a director, although I wouldn't know what to do with some of the special effects and things like that. But I think I would uh, be more interested in, for sure, being a director. I think that would be a lot of fun. If I, if I could have that training that all the actors go through when they become directors, if I could go through the training, maybe I could uh, figure it out and uh, uh, get that. But yeah, I think I would. Do the directing. Well, um, Donna, is there anything else you want to chat about before I let no, you? No, I just
1: I would reiterate I would prefer the writing I have directed or directed like a play. And Ooh. and trust me, it I'd rather I'd rather write.
0: Yeah. Well, uh that uh is something that uh, I think if we if we could uh tell other stories within the supergirl universe, I think we would all be interested in uh, trying to work some of that out. So Maybe one day somebody will come to us and say, hey, would you like to write a superhero story? And we'll be ready to go. Uh, but well, thank you, Donna, for uh, just hopping on here kind of last minute and uh, showing us what the, the complete series looks like. I'm going to have to snag that because it does look pretty cool. So uh, I'm going to have to add that to my collection.
1: Yeah, thanks for thanks for letting me jump on.
0: All right, well, I'm going to take Donna out and I see Dr. Nicole in the wings. So uh, Nicole, if you are uh, ready to go, maybe just uh, send me a little private chat and uh, let me know you're ready so that I can uh, uh, bring you on. It looks like your device is not connected. So uh, if you if you want to hop on, uh, let me know and I'll bring you in uh let's see uh nicole says uh she's having trouble with the camera well if your camera's not working just uh go without the camera we can just chat on the audio if if that's uh easier for you um we can do it that way if uh your camera's having trouble i know i've i've had those issues before (laughs) so it was no big deal but if you want to try just the uh the audio and you can just turn your camera off we can try that. So just uh, let me know if that's something you want to do. It looks like maybe you have got your mic on. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try it. And we'll see if we can get uh, Nicole on and we'll see uh, see what that's about. Uh, what's up, Nicole?
3: Hi. Yeah. Sorry. I don't know why my camera's not working. Probably because my <laughs> laptop is a hundred years old and full of science. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> That'll do it, I guess. <laughs> well, um, uh, uh have you uh, picked up the Blu-ray? I guess since that's the topic of conversation tonight, have you, uh, picked up one of these sets?
3: I didn't. Donna has been so nice as to share all of the inside, uh, information with me. Um, I don't buy a lot of physical media, but I've been thinking about doing it more. So, um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad it's good to, to see reviews. And, uh, I think I did ask for the season six DVD from my mother for, um, Christmas, but I did not get that. She got me uh, a set of some Supergirl comics though. So uh, she, that still works. (laughs) Yeah, no, it was, it was, it was a good thing. Um, I, I tend to stream more media. Um, I'm, I'm one of those people, but I think Supergirl is something worth, worth investing in to be able to watch years later. Um, and yeah, was it didn't we see the like Smallville 20, was it 20 year DVD set that came out? Or was it only 10 years? I don't Oh know yeah, that,
0: that's goes. right. I Because I remember laughing about how many episodes, like 180 something episodes or something insane. Uh, yeah, that's right. They did release, a, 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 I think it was like a 20 year, like all Blu-ray set is what I think happened. Uh, it's been, it feels like so long ago since we talked about that. Uh, but yeah, yeah, you're right. They did, uh, they did re-release one cause they got, they got to milk that Smallville, uh, love from people. Um, even though they probably already had the, the entire series on a DVD, you got to get it on the blue right now. Um, so yeah. So maybe sometime down the road, uh, WB will, will put out another version and try to make it a little different. And it looks like we lost Nicole, but, uh, what I was hoping was uh, maybe even if we didn't get that scene between uh, Alex and Kelly uh, in the deleted scenes for A Few Good Women, maybe we'll get that on a 20th uh, anniversary set to see what happens. Uh, Nicole, are you back?
3: Yeah, I don't know why my computer's being difficult. Probably because I'm not <laughs> at the university and it's just my apartment and hmm. the Wi-Fi is not as good here.
0: Well, that is OK. Well, we do have some snap judgments if you want to make some. Um, and okay. I sh- I should have really, uh, while Donna was on, I-, I forgot because I'm not structured uh, here. This is real loosey-goosey. <laughs> I forget that, like, I have intros for these things. So let's just do a snap judgment intro. Like, make this real official. Yeah. In the game of snap judgments, each person is presented with two options, but must only choose one. First instincts are recommended and explanations are unnecessary. Okay. So I'm flying by the seat of my pants. Uh, no Google Doc this week. Uh, so <laughs> I'm forgetting that I have fun uh, intros. So uh, we'll do uh, maybe a couple snap judges. If you have some in the chat, uh, we'll, we'll do the, uh, do those as well. But uh, Tiana, uh, I asked this one of Donna, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll ask this of uh, you, Dr. Nicole Green. Um, if you could have been a part of the Supergirl team, would you want to be a writer or a director?
3: I think I'm with Donna. I'd have to be a writer because I feel like I have no, like, I don't don't have that training of like, this is how you shoot something. I mean, like that, that's just a skill I feel like I don't have. Um, But narratives is something we do quite a bit in science, You know, constructing a narrative, thinking about, you know, creating a logical path. We tend to follow rules that we set up. We don't just rewrite <laughs> them in the middle of a season. And I would <laughs> I would never do a time travel storyline because I hate them. So uh, yeah, I think writer for sure. Although I, I think, you know, seeing what a good director can do with a script is something that I appreciate. I, I just went and watched um, Worst Person in the World, which is like an Oscar contender. Oh. And just the the way they shot. Uh, you know, some of those scenes, like it just added to the story so much, and it really changed, you know, it gave this whole other perspective. So I can really appreciate, you know, somebody that has that talent.
0: Well, thank you for the the film recommendation. I have not seen that. So I will definitely have to check oh, that out. <laughs> so good. It's
3: in Norwegian, full disclosure. Um, okay. But so worth it. Please go watch. We have a great little nonprofit theater here in Iowa City, big film program at the university. So we get to see a lot of things that nobody really gets to see, you know, necessarily, um if you're in a smaller town or are not in a major metropolitan area.
0: That's cool. Well, if it's got subtitles, I can I can sit through it. That's fine. Yeah. I I once watched and I can't remember what the title of it was, but I watched a a French film one day and it was about this like fog that came up out of nowhere and it was like killing people and there was like this a uh, kid in a bubble like a bubble boy type situation and <laughs> the parents had to like go up and rescue the kid and try to save the kid and uh th- there's kind of a twist at the end but it was actually pretty good it was all in French and I kind of I kind of knew a little bit of the French but I I was I would have been lost for sure without the subtitles so I don't dismiss films just because they're not in English <laughs> I will wa- I will watch a uh, a foreign film if you will uh, with yeah. subtitles because, uh, you know, it's nice to see what everybody else is doing around the globe. So that's, exactly. that's cool. it's a good recommendation. All right. So we have another snap judgment. Uh, let's see. Would you rather be the science director or a superhero show? Uh, no. Would you rather be the science director on a superhero show or a medical drama? What would you say to that, Nicole? Hmm. Do they have to listen to my recommendations? <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. I... If If you are the science director, they have to do what you say.
3: I think it would maybe depend a little bit on the tone of the superhero show because I I definitely think a lot of the original comics and I've had conversations with some of my science friends as we're sitting in our labs, like a lot of um, comics just because of the time they were structured during, like whether it was coming off of like World War II or, or, you know, the Cold War, a lot of it was very like physics focused. Um, You know, they're talking about like nuclear radiation or or time travel, like those are really popular themes. Um, I don't care about, like, that's not my area of science. I have zero expertise in that. So if they were like, explain to me the atomic nature of the universe, I'd be like, bye. Um, (laughs) But if they were like, let's really get into like the biology, like some of like Sam's storyline I've been thinking about more in like season three, that idea of like gene expression and switching Mm. off between her Kryptonian programming and and like her human programming like that kind of stuff I could get into so if it was a superhero show where we really were digging into like the biology I would say that um but if not I think I would have to go with the medical drama even though like I'm not a practicing clinician so like it would be really hard for me to do like the diagnostics and sort of clinical practice um but if it was like getting into the disease pathology I'd be like yes I'm into that I watched (laughs) like. I don't know how many seasons of Grey's Anatomy. It doesn't matter. There's too many, but like (laughs) I got through a lot of it. And I I was telling um, Quinn this on Twitter um, because she was talking about this. I was obsessed with Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman and ER as a child, uh, like a very young child, like probably in a weird, inappropriate way because I was like six and I was like watching these like gory surgeries on TV. (laughs) But I have always appreciated a medical drama. So I'd probably... I'd probably lean towards that if it wasn't like a really unique biology superhero moment.
0: Interesting, interesting. I yeah, I'm I'm not the person to uh, ask about being a science director, but if if I maybe did have the smarts, I, I think I would want to be a science director on a, a superhero show, uh, just because that would be uh fun for me but i think you make a really good point about how uh, a lot of superhero stories do sort of lean into the time travel aspect especially like in the silver age there's a lot of time travel with the superman mm-hmm. and supergirl where they ba- break the time barrier on a regular basis like it's no big deal <laughs> uh so i think that's uh, that's kind of an interesting uh, thought about that it uh nicole what if you could explore something sciencey related to supergirl what would it be
3: Oh, man. Uh, I don't know that I want to explore this, but it is something that bothers me. And I think about all the time, like at least once a week, Um, because there's a whole idea of, you know, what's the origin of Cara's powers? Like this idea of being under a red sun or a yellow sun. What does that mean? And the whole like take the grass and I'm just like Cara is a giant plant. She's just like (laughs) reverse photosynthesizing things. And I think I thought about that a lot. And so one day I got curious and I was like, you know, what is what is like Reddit and the, you you know, the online universe have to say about this? Like what's what's behind this? So I started looking up the photonucleic effect um, because I was like, okay, this is cool. And it really gets into like, you know, we're all made up of cells and like within your cell, this is like this is a high school biology lesson, everybody. Um, (laughs) Within the cell, you have your nucleus, right, which is like the brain of the cell. So the the photonucleic effect is all about this idea of like how like forces and the wavelengths affect the nucleus and like the forces on the nucleus, which is really interesting to me because I study what happens in the nucleus now. Um I I used to study muscle, but now like I study, you know, what goes on in the the inner workings of the cell. And I started reading about the photonucleic effect, and I was like, none of this is trash. Like none of this makes sense. <laughs> like I don't like it. I would have rather you framed Kara as a giant plant and like you have these special um you know organelles that allow you to process light in a really interesting way and metabolize light just like a plant Um, but that's not the explanation i got so hopefully we'll get a rewrite to update on the the biology of that one day but like that's what i would want to explore i think more like how does she get like where where do those powers come from and what does that mean and maybe give a like a little bit more satisfying example of that Interesting. Interesting. I don't like the one that exists currently.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, Nicole, that's it for Snap Judgments. But I do have uh, some things that I want to talk to you about after after we kind of wrap it up with a little video here. So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. I'm going to play this, and we're going to come back. No judgments on your Snap Judgments. So, uh, Dr. Nicole, um, would you be interested maybe sometime, uh, because there is a book, if I can share my screen, there is a book, let's see, is this going to show my location, Uh, let's see see if I can do this without showing my location, Uh, let's see, let's see if that does it, yes, okay, so there is a book called uh, The Science of Superman let's see if i can uh no we're gonna pull that down (laughs) uh but there is a book called the science of superman and uh i was uh looking at it for a long time to maybe uh dig into it for possible supergirl radio content Uh, even though it's about superman uh, but it could be applied to Supergirl and all of Kryptonians, really, because we could translate right. that into Supergirl discussion. So, I don't know if you'd ever be interested in maybe because uh, we could do more um, Supergirl radio book clubs. Uh, because, ooh I
3: like I like a book club
0: <laughs> because uh, Morgan and I were actually talking about that. I guess yesterday in in a message chat about uh, Haven Secret, we neither of us have read it yet, so we need to read that for a book club. So. We'll have to reach out to Katie, the Katie McGrath Book Club and uh, read Haven's Secret uh, together. But maybe we could add The Science of Superman into the book club and uh, see what your thoughts are on that. I think that would be a really cool way to explore Kryptonians and their their superpowers. So I haven't
3: read it yet. So would, would you be interested in maybe uh, exploring that? I would 100% be interested in it. I was in, I was like really thriving before the pandemic. I was in like a couple online book clubs and like some local book clubs and then everything stopped because <laughs> of things that happened. So I'm not in book clubs anymore and I need to get back to reading. So yeah, keep me posted, let me know. I'll put it on my schedule. I'll get out my post-its and make, a, make an extensive Google Doc as well to oh, have that a good great. discussion.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll have to keep that in mind. I think we're going to, we've got some things already we're juggling. We're juggling Supergirl, uh, woman of tomorrow. We're also juggling the Supergirl radio rewind stuff for a while. Uh, but maybe, maybe on down the road, we'll, maybe we'll do, uh, a couple of book clubs. I, I there is a, I want to say there's also, a, another, another kind of science related, uh, book about it's like the flash facts, I think. It was yeah. I think, more geared towards children, but uh, that, that might also have some science related things in there as well. And that was something that I also wanted to check out. Hagelblass uh, in the chat says another DC medical-ish book suggestion is The Anatomy of a Metahuman. That's also another book mm, yeah. uh, that I've been looking at. So maybe we can, uh, we can uh, add those to the book club list and kind of go through those. Because I think those would be uh, worthwhile to just add to our our collective knowledge I guess here on Supergirl Radio about these various things. So we'll we'll have to dig into that. Not all heroes wear capes, but as fans of Kryptonians are familiar with, heroes do wear undies. Me undies is favorite superhero who fights crimes, drives an amazing car, and some family drama. Just so happens to wear both. That's right. Me Undies is teaming up with Batman for their latest collection. And where there is the bat, there is also the cat. Make your choice of Me Undies products with two new limited edition prints featuring your favorite caped crusaders, Batman and Catwoman. Available in super soft undies, socks loungewear, and more in a range of sizes from extra small to 4XL, both heroes and villains are guaranteed to stay cozy in these prints. If you really can't decide between the two, go ahead and grab both in the hero and villain pack. I am personally very excited about this because I love the bat cat relationship. So I'm glad to see that Me Undies is putting out these designs. For DC fans, this is the perfect time to pick these up. I'm sorry, I couldn't uh, help myself with the cat pun. The perfect time to pick these up because Batman and Catwoman are back on the big screen in Matt Reeves' film the batman i also just want to add that when we use the words cozy and comfy when talking about me undies we are not exaggerating these fabrics are the softest and most comfortable i have ever worn and i'm honestly a little upset with myself that i hadn't picked these up sooner me Undies has a great offer for Supergirl Radio listeners. For any first-time purchasers, you get 15% off, and Undies shipped right to your door. So make sure you check out their new Batman and Catwoman prints before they're gone. To get 15% off your first order and a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to meundies.com/supergirl. That's meundies.com/supergirl. There also maybe is a DC League of Super Pets book coming out. Maybe so oh, <laughs> we well. might we, we we might do that before the uh, uh, Super Pets movie comes out. So uh, lots of books to get to. Uh, the they'll be do- I'll be doing more reading than I ever have. <laughs> Although I'm trying to be better about reading. Uh, we'll see if I actually finish the book I started last night uh, instead of just starting it and then moving on to another book because I tend to do that a lot.
3: Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I'm, I'm great at reading really quickly. It's if I've learned anything in graduate school, it is how to consume information quickly. So <laughs> I'm, I'm down to, uh, to read a couple books and, and bring some thoughts. for sure. All right.
0: That sounds good. All right. Well, well, we'll let you know when we do that. There are a couple of questions from the chat that uh, might be something you can uh, speak to. Uh, Donna mm-hmm. asks, uh, do you think that superhero shows show more respect to women scientists than the medical shows?
3: Hmm. Um <laughs> I would say it probably just depends honestly. Uh I I I think something that's common no matter what field of of science you're in whether that's more on the clinical side or or you know any field of of science like there's always an issue there's always issues that that women in particular and anybody from an underrepresented group have to to face unfortunately and I think we're trying to get better but there's still a lot of room to to go. I do think that in the last few years, I do appreciate that, you know, television has tried to be more representative. Um, Like we talked about, I think briefly, it was nice to see on Supergirl when we had the episode this past season that we had a a woman physicist, right? Which um, that, you know, like physics is traditionally underrepresented in women. Um, So I thought that was like a nice choice of them Um, she was a little off the rails, but you know, like (laughs) live your life. It's fine. Um, She she made some choices. It was, you know, it's fine. You're allowed to make mistakes (laughs) like men. Um, But, and I think medical shows, you know, we've had a lot of good medical shows with, with strong female leads and whether that's, you know, in a nursing capacity or doctor or a pharmacist, like we, we see women being, you know, more and more represented, which is always good. And I, I think that, You know there are organizations that are really focused on representation in TV and what that means. I I know I had a really good conversation with with Donna and Leslie recently about some of these like female like strong female science characters that I wasn't as familiar with from you know shows from the the '90s and early 2000s that I kind of missed out on that they were recommending me. Uh, I was like, yeah, I got to go back and like watch those because I love to see that. And like the like the Scully effect is something that's been widely researched and shown how that impacts, you know, women going into science now. So, I mean, I think it's one of those things, like, it's not always perfect, how women are portrayed in those shows, but like putting women at the forefront of shows in in capacities as scientists and doctors and leaders is always, always important. So I love to see it.
0: Yeah, uh the the doctor that I can think of on TV that uh I thought was always well representative was uh a Dr. Juliet Burke on uh one of my favorite TV shows, maybe my favorite TV show, Lost. Uh so if you've Ooh, never yes. if you've never oh. seen Lost, uh it's a great show and I highly recommend it and uh Juliet Burke is one of the great all-time female characters on television. So uh she she is a doctor on that show. And uh, has to overcome quite a bit uh, medical-wise, so uh, that's that's a doctor that comes to my mind. So I was trying to think of other science, like female scientists, but uh, I was kind of drawing more of a blank on the science side. I think they're probably more represented in, I would guess, in the medical side.
3: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I second your lost recommendation. I recently went back and was watching uh, some of the seasons. And it still still holds up, still great. Um, I know we're not supposed to talk about Marvel here, but like Gemma <laughs> <laughs> Simmons, who is a biochemist on agents of shield is, is one of okay. my favorites. Um, I, I, really enjoy her. Um, also like Kasima Kneehouse from orphan black is like a great, her, her and Delphine on that show, both, both great female scientists. Um, yeah, we've had a lot of good examples in the last couple of years. If you start looking around, um, And yeah, I'm sure we'll, I hope we keep getting more, more, more features on, on sort of like comic, um, super, superhero shows.
0: Yeah, I'm sure there's a ton of them that I've seen, but I'm like drawing a blank on, on so many of them. Uh, but yeah, I think, uh, I think if we, if we we kind of went back through a bunch of shows, we'd probably see some, but I, I think there's, you know, there's, there's more stories you could tell with those kinds of characters. So I think that's definitely something in the future, uh, if they wanted to do that. Uh, also, let's uh, just take a few other questions, if you don't mind, Nicole. Uh, let's yeah. see. And
3: I and I should say Alex Danvers is a great scientist, and I wish we got to see more of her doing science on the show. Like, that's a regret of mine, that we didn't see more of her and like Eliza in the lab, um, which I think is is something, um, you know, season one did more
2: than yes. than maybe
3: some of the later seasons. So I'm excited to see that I haven't watched season one as recently. So um, Alex being a scientist and being in the lab is an exciting thing to to look forward to.
0: Yeah, if if we had actually, if Morgan had been feeling better and we talked about the pilot, that would be probably something that would come out because <laughs> Alex is in a lab coat in the pilot. Yes, uh, so, so, <laughs> there are some things that happened with her in the lab doing uh sciencey things. Uh, so that was definitely something more season one-ish uh, then probably the rest of the series, but uh, yeah, Alex Alexa had uh, quite the resume uh, for um, it, but both <laughs> I think science and possibly some medical stuff. I feel like she did some stuff where she would take care of Kara medically. Uh,
1: so yeah, that's
3: <laughs> she, I assume she was one of those like really obnoxiously ambitious people that was in like an MD, PhD program, or a lot of people <laughs> call them um. A lot of places call them MSCP programs, which is medical science training programs. So they do both medical school and get a PhD. So they have to go through the process of conducting original research and taking all the classes and they do that in different ways. Sometimes they book in like your research training up front and then on the back end. But yeah, they all like are in school for a minimum of like seven years and then they go into like doing the residencies and (laughs) they're highly specialized to be able to do research with with you know human subjects and to work with people and collect samples and do that in an ethical way but also think about the um you know the the research side of it and trying to advance clinical knowledge so so it is possible it's definitely possible I think that's what they were hinting that Alex did although they didn't like really call her doctor so it's a little hard to figure out her backstory but um (laughs) She did it in like two years. So, guys, it's fine. Um, yeah, you know, she's like, really, she, uh, really studious. Yeah, she she did it. Um, it's, <laughs> it's fine. We're not going to question that or feel imposter syndrome at all about her doing all that in two years.
0: <laughs> that is so funny. Uh, yeah, she accomplished quite a bit in a short amount of time. Uh, let's see, uh, just a couple questions from the chat, uh, Leslie asks, were you hoping the season 6 Blu-ray set would have had the alternate endings for Supergirl? Oh, well, were, were there alternate, oh, I guess maybe that's referring to the Canadian version? I'm guessing, because if there's some other alternative, uh, endings, I want to know about them, but, uh, that may be related to the Canadian uh, version uh leslie if you can kind of uh confirm or clarify that um but i i would have s- assumed that they would have put the full extended version on the disc i haven't seen it yet so i don't know exactly uh what the uh version of the finale looks like but uh i would be a little upset if they didn't put the extended version because uh that should you know you've got time on the blu-ray so <laughs> you might as well put it on there
2: Yeah. I mean,
3: I, Uh, I agree. I think full, full aired version, the Canadian one is the one we want to see. I think like if we're thinking about that off screen version, that's the dream version that we all wanted to see that we'll never get to see because maybe it exists. Maybe it doesn't. Um, I mean, I know sometimes shows in the past have like, I'm thinking, uh, how I met your mother, right. They actually filmed a whole very different narrative storyline. Um, I don't know if anybody watched that show, but the DVD, like, people were very unhappy with the the original airing of the show. They released an alternate ending they had filmed um, that you can see on that final season DVD. Oh, wow. I have no idea if that's what they did on Supergirl. Interesting. If they so... did, I would want to know what it is. Like, yeah. I would see them all. I'd be really curious.
0: Yeah, so there's some comments in the chat. Donna says there was a source who worked on the show that said there were other endings filmed. And then Leslie says there are rumors that the original ending of Supergirl was that she was going to the future to beat in the Legion. Oh, God! You know, that's that's interesting because I always thought that maybe that would be Supergirl's ending, that she would go... Because that happens to Supergirl a lot, that she goes and Mm -hmm. ends with the Legion. That happens uh, on the Justice League Unlimited animated television show. Uh, it also, I think is sort of hinted that that's what happens to Laura VanderWort's, uh, Kara on Smallville. Uh, I think if I remember correctly, she puts on the Legion ring and then kind of disappears. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I don't know how you feel about that, Nicole. Like I would have loved for her to be like a full fledged Legionnaire in the future. Uh, whether or not that means she gets together with Monel, that's irrelevant. Um, just to, you know, know that she goes to the future and has this amazing uh, career with the Legion, uh, the Legion would have been really cool for me to see. But uh, but I also thought that th- for the most part, I thought the the ending of the show, the way they chose to end it with Kara, I thought made sense for the character as much as possible, even though it kind of came out of nowhere towards the end. Um, I don't know. I'm a little conflicted on that because I, I thought that they at least... Um, Ended Kara in a way that sort of made sense, but I also, oh man, the Legion though, that would have been really cool. I always thought it was a missed opportunity that they didn't go to the future. Um, for for Supergirl. Like, if I we were talking earlier about if we could be a writer on the show. Like, if I was a writer on the show, I would say uh one season of the show would just be Supergirl going to the future. Like that would be a whole season of the show. Uh, but they did not ask me for my uh, pitches, <laughs> so that is not what would happened. But that's that's what I always kind of hoped would have happened. They probably thought, "Oh, we don't have the budget for that. We can't we can't show people what the future looks like in the 31st century." Uh, but I think that would have been really cool. Uh, of course, that would probably have uh, been tough on the car Alex front. Would Alex be going to the future? And you know, she could. You know, Supergirl could always come back. To the past or to the present, however you want to look at that. Um, but uh, oh, that's tough. What 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 would you uh, if if you had to pick one, Doctor Nicole? Which which uh, would you rather have seen the the version that we got or uh, Supergirl going off the Legion?
3: Mm. I mean, that's tough. I think with with the ending that we got, I think what, like a lot of people, I would have liked to see at least a little bit of what that meant for for Car. Like she's just revealed herself to the world. We know from the hundredth episode that there were potentially consequences that were predicted, like how does, what does that look like now? And I think that the implication was that Kara, revealing herself would, you know, in a a very hopeful world, you know, give her some freedom to be more fully herself. Like that's what I think they were trying to to tell us. So she could be both a journalist and a hero and to explore all sides of that and try to make the biggest impact possible. but it was a bit of a cliffhanger. It's like, I would have liked to see at least a little bit of what that actualization of her reaching that point looked like. Um, I also think it would be really cool. Like you said, and I know that people on the show, you and Morgan have talked about this idea, like the the potential universe of Supergirl could be so big. There's all these other worlds that she could have gone to. There were characters on the show that we got that were from other worlds and we never got to see her really go anywhere. So whether that would have been in the ending or throughout the show, seeing her temporarily go to another world or go to the future for a while could have been really cool. Just like seeing uh, more of that, um, that, that, yeah, I would have, I would have enjoyed that. Although, yeah, I have the same concern with you. I, I wouldn't want Carr to lose all of her relationships. Or like, and, and not that I think she would necessarily by leaving, but I would have liked to see those maintained in some way, and just make sure that like we still got to see like the sister dynamic, which was so central and important. I mean, we saw what happened in the last season when we lost that; it really like it really put a strain on the show, and we we missed out on all that magic between between the sisters. So, you know, if they could maintain that while well, Kara went somewhere else, whether it's to a different time or to you know to the future, different multiverse, whatever that looks like. Um, that I think that would be my only hesitation is just making sure that they did right by the the sister dynamic and the relationships that she had uh, on Earth One, Earth Prime, yeah, whatever or yeah, on Earth Prime. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think it could have been cool. I, I think one thing for me personally is I, I don't really have, or at least before watching the show, I don't really have comic book knowledge or anything like that. So I really like. Was watching the show and had no expectations, which is good and bad all at the same time. Like, I don't have all of this extensive knowledge, and you know, there's all these great super girl stories out there. So, I didn't have that, but at the same time, everything is a surprise, and everything feels a lot more like, oh, yeah, I'm going with it because I don't know anything different. There's like an ignorance is bliss moment with that. In a lot um, of ways, I'm jealous of that. Yeah, it's just like, I'm just like an empty vessel, just like, give me good super girl content. Um, but. You know, I, I know a lot of people have talked about the these like future like Legionnaire storylines and, and how great they are and how a lot of people had that expectation. So, you know, if that's the way the show would have gone, I would have been like, OK, yeah, sure.
0: Yeah, I think I have a, a solution to all of our, our issues with that. So Supergirl goes to the future with the Legion, but like everybody from the show goes with her. So, like, Alex, Kelly, Nia, Brainy, all of them, they, John, Lena, everybody goes to the future. So we don't have to worry about them being left behind. Everybody goes to the future. And then, while Supergirl's in the future, she doesn't have to deal with her secret identity. Because the, I think the main concept, and somebody can fact check me in the chat, um, but the, the concept of the Legion of Superheroes is that, really, they have, like, code names, like Cosmic Boy or Lightning Glass, that kind of thing. But th- they're more able to be who they are in in the future uh so it's mm. not necessarily that they have to have secret identities so so i think you could have maybe used that concept to say oh well Supergirl can just you know car can just be herself she doesn't have to have uh secret identities in the, uh, a secret identity in the future so i think maybe you could have i would have gone along with all of that if that's the way they did it but uh but oh man that is juicy to uh to leave <laughs> uh to leave maybe something like that on the table. So I, I'd be curious if they actually shot something. I don't I don't know how that would uh have gone. Uh, let's see. There was also a question that Donna had. Uh, with all the talk about writing on Supergirl, I think we could uh we could get Eric Crossco or someone who wrote for the show on. I I assume Donna, you're talking about having them on. Supergirl Radio, which is interesting uh, because I've actually tried to contact Eric Crossco, So uh, constantly uh, sending out emails to people um, and to to publicists and people like that. So uh, trying to be a diligent and a persistent on those kinds of things to see who else we could get on for Supergirl uh, for Supergirl Radio interviews. Because one of the things I would like to do post the show is be sort of a place where we can document the history of the show and I'm trying to do it as quickly as possible so that people don't forget their time on the show because that's my worry is that we get these people but it's like five you know five years down the road and they've forgotten everything uh because I've I've seen that happen with actors uh this past Dragon Con I I asked in a a, I got up in a a a room full of people (laughs) I got up in front of a room full of people and asked uh Tom Willing and Laura Vandervoort uh, what it was like to uh, to be on the Phantom Zone set on Smallville. And they were both like, what? We went to the Phantom Zone? Like they had completely forgotten about it. And I was like, really? The Phantom Zone was a big deal in that season. But um, but they had forgotten because it just had been such a long time ago. So I don't want that to happen with the Supergirl cast members or the directors or the writers. So I'm hoping uh, to try to see if we can get uh, more people as soon, as as quickly as possible. Uh, so don't, don't worry. We're, we're trying, we're trying to see who we can line up if it's possible. So, uh, we've, we've sent many emails and, and messages out to try to just, you know, people are busy, people are doing other things. Uh, so we're, we're definitely going to try to contact as many people as we can. And, uh, I guess, uh, Nicole, before I let you go, cause I see Claudia, uh, waiting there in the wings. And, uh, if anybody else wants to, um, hop on i'll probably we'll probably go for maybe a maybe a tight two uh tight two hours yeah. um so if anybody uh doesn't want to uh hop on with me we'll talk about whatever supergirl related thing you want to talk about i'm going to drop the link back in the chat if anybody else wants to hop on uh just uh come prepared with something supergirl related to chat about uh, but uh nicole is there anything else uh you want to talk about uh related to supergirl before i let you go
3: yeah, maybe I'll just say, and I, I'm trying to remember the name of the person who had wrote in, and I, this is on my never-ending to-do list of things, but I think about it a lot. Somebody had asked sort of about this tension between science and magic in the last season, and I've been thinking about that a lot because I think I'm pretty biased towards <laughs> magic um, <laughs> on team science. And and just sort of like reconciling those things, I think, is the theme that we saw, like Lena struggling with in, in the last season. We saw sort of this like technologically advanced Kryptonian, you know, her weakness is, is magic. Um, so just thinking about that, and I feel like I've watched several shows lately, um, uh, kind of exploring this idea of the intersections between science and magic, um, and trying to rethink what that means. And I think that's a common writing trope that, that people have used like, uh, oh man, what was that show I just watched? Arcane. Um, I don't know if anybody's watched that on Netflix. They mm-hmm. have some really interesting um, ideas about like a scientist trying to manipulate magic and what that looks like. It doesn't go super well. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, you know, it's just like, I, I think it's interesting, this idea of like unknown power and unknown uh, energy in the universe, right? Versus like, you know, science is trying to explain that and and often harness that ability. So Um, eventually I'll get my thoughts together about that and maybe either write in or, um, you know, if if you have some time, come on and talk about it. I'd be curious, I know Morgan's very team Magic. She likes a good witch. <laughs> I moment. think she just
0: likes Lena's uh, mother's wig. I think that's really the only reason she leans towards. That. I'm speaking for her, but that's I think fair. it's the Elizabeth that's Walsh fair.
3: wig. Yeah, <laughs> it's fair. I mean, how you look when you do these disciplines seems yes. seems important. You're putting off a vibe. I, I get it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I've been thinking about it a lot. And and the Nevers is another show I've been watching on HBO Max. Unsolicited ad for HBO Max. I know we love that on this show. Um, <laughs> And yeah, they they have some interesting um, sort of like alien magic moments going on. And they have a really great inventor. I think Donna mentioned that because she recommended it to me. and I started watching it. I was like, I love this so much. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's an interesting theme that was explored in the last season and other shows are doing it. And um, yeah, what does that look like? What does it mean? How can it be done well or not so well?
0: Okay, well, cool. Yeah. Well, if, uh, if you get your thoughts together, if you want to, you know, whip up a little PowerPoint, uh, and <laughs> we'll bring I love the PowerPoint. Yeah, I love we, a
3: PowerPoint. Yeah,
0: who doesn't <laughs> love a PowerPoint? So if you want to uh, come on and just share some thoughts, well, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it. that might actually be a good uh, episode topic, you know, science and magic. And and how may, do they go together or do they not? Can, do they always have to be separated or is magic yeah. just science in the future? You know, what, what, how, do, how do they intersect? So I think that would be actually be a a great thing to look at in terms of the the science that show, you know, displayed on the show, but then also uh, compare it to the magical elements because there are a few magical elements in Supergirl uh, aside from which Lena, there's, you know, the 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 imps who can uh, right. use magic with their, the, uh, the snapping. So I think there's, there's a lot to dig in there. So yeah, if you want to, if you want to whip something up, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get together later and uh, maybe plan out an episode uh, for that. So that would be, uh, I'm trying to think if that would be, would
3: that be a good Halloween episode maybe? Oh, I, yeah, no, I would love that. I, and I know like you were indicating that there's a ton of, backstory in the comics that we, you know, like we, we saw a little bit of the imps, but, you know, I think this idea of, of Kryptonians being vulnerable to magic and then a lot of like trying to counter that with science and what that looks like or harnessing magic, um, what that can look like. So yeah, I'll think more about it. Um, and I'll get back to you, but yeah, I'd love to talk more about it. Okay.
0: Yeah. I uh, will I'll dig back into some Supergirls. Maybe, maybe I'll bring some Supergirl stories where she uh, maybe interacts with magic somehow uh, and try to see how Kryptonians encounter magic. And um, maybe, uh, maybe we can work in the uh, Nixley mentioned in the comics. I think she's in one, one Superman comic, So that might be a way we can bring uh, that into this. So we'll, we'll try to cover a lot of ground, but maybe, maybe we'll plan something for uh, maybe spooky season and uh, try to, try to tie that into witches and uh, spooky things related to Halloween, so we'll we'll maybe uh, tentatively put that on the calendar for some time in October, and uh, see if we can make that happen. So that's a that's a really good suggestion, Nicole. So we'll 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 have to see if we can put that on the books.
3: Oh yes, I see Donna mentioned the witches of Jewer for sure. Um, oh yeah.
0: yes, yes, that's yeah, definitely all that good
3: all that good content from like season three.
0: Yeah, so there's definitely some witchiness going on with those. Uh, those witches, Selena. Oh, yeah. We could talk about Supergirl the movie again. Oh, yeah. Well, there's <laughs> there's tons of things that we can talk about in terms of uh, magic for sure. Good suggestions. All right. So that's that's something we'll definitely have to. So. Uh, put keep that in your mind, grapes. Doctor Nicole, and we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll workshop uh, that episode out and see see what we can go uh, and and explore with that concept. Well, uh, I might have to kick you out because I see uh, Claudia waiting waiting in the wings. But it was a delight to speak with you again, and uh, we'll have to have you back on. And uh, thanks for joining me here on this impromptu live stream. Uh, where I'm just kind of asking people what they want to talk about. (laughs) So it's kind of a calling show, kind of just a winging it really is what we're doing here. So uh, I'm going to we're going to say goodbye to you, Dr. Nicole. Do you have any final thoughts before I kick you out?
3: Yeah, nope. always a good time. Thanks for everybody that's on here. And yeah, looking forward to see what Claudia has to say.
0: All right. Well, we are going to uh, kick Dr. Nicole out, but I'm also going to just play her a little stinger and then uh, we'll wrap up d- Dr. Nicole here. Science. All right. So, uh, uh, Claudia, if you are ready, uh, if you can get to the, uh, private chat and just say I'm ready cause I don't see your, your, uh, picture. So I'm assuming you have your camera off, which is totally fine. Uh, but I want to make sure that I'm not, uh, freaking you out. So if you can find the private chat and just let me know when you're ready and I uh, will bring you on so I don't uh, scare you because sometimes I do that when I bring <laughs> bring people in. So if you can, uh, just send me a private chat and we'll, we'll bring you on. Uh, okay. So Claudia says she is ready. So I'm going to bring Claudia on. Hey, Claudia, how you doing? Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you loud and clear. So uh, what is up and uh, what do you want to uh, chat about?
2: i had no idea that you couldn't hear me i mean that you couldn't see me i'm sorry
0: oh but yeah no it's 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 fine if uh, if your camera's off we can uh, just
2: chat with the audio that's totally cool no that's cool that's cool hey um i i really like that discussion you guys had about you know the the idea of, of sending, or, or if, if Cara went to the future, mm, I thought that yes. was like, you know, like, that's actually not a bad idea. And possibly <laughs> even sending, like you say, everybody that she knows with her. And I, but then the the one thought that popped in my head is you can't send Lena only because I firmly believe that L Corp is going to be a big part of the technology that's going to be developed in the 31st century or wherever they're at. So you can't send her there because then you'd be sending them back to the stone ages.
0: <laughs> That's true. I, I think Lena is connected, if I remember correctly, connected to how mon is saved uh, from the uh, Daxamite poisoning. Correct. So uh, yeah, so L-Corp is uh, the, the brains behind saving. So there is a a a a time quandary yeah uh, the time paradox there but you know i mean we're, we're living in a post-crisis post-omide yeah, world well, you know it's, i mean it's,
2: and it's not just going to be her it's going to be whatever descendants that because you know they're <laughs> going to be all brainy like she is as well so <laughs> yeah yeah uh, and and the next generation is probably going to be more intelligent than the next and so on and so forth so uh so yeah so we we, we need the luthers to stay in the in, in the in the present
0: that's true i guess technically it was just i can't remember now if they said lena specifically was the uh the reason that the uh poisoning was resolved or if it was just luther corp it, so, it was
2: it was specifically just l corp but oh l corp yes b- but it was spe- but in my mind i'm thinking that's a family-run business in the future that sure, it doesn't yeah and so whatever children she has or adopts or whatever that they're gonna continue the legacy and so on and so forth that's that's how, that's the headcanon that I have. So she has to stay there. I'm sorry, Lena, but you need to stay there. <laughs> yeah,
0: Higgle Blast in the chat says, uh, they said L Corp uh, develops the cure 200 years from now. So you you could get around that if uh, Lena goes to the future. You could just say that, well, I don't know, but if Lena goes to the future, how does she, she have children in the past?
2: Right, exactly. she has yeah. children, she's going to have children in the future. So I don't think yeah. that'll be that's that's my opinion
0: (laughs) yeah uh, i wasn't i wasn't prepared to talk about time paradox break break my brain tonight but i think i think you're right i think lena probably would have to stay in the future in some capacity i mean in the in the past or the present yeah uh, our our present
2: their past
0: yes yes uh so that's a good point
2: so there are actually there are just two things that I just wanted to kind of throw out there. It's the okay. thought that I've always had about this show, but also other shows, and you can apply it to any show that you watch. But the thing that pops up to me is their music choice. Like I'm, I listen to music all day, every day. That is my thing. Um, not much not that big of a reader per se, but I just listen to music all day. And one of the things I really enjoy about the series, especially when I'm rewatching the series, I really listen to the song choices that they make uh, just throughout the whole episodes. And some of the songs, I, I, I think to myself, that song that was selected for that scene fits so well. It really set a tone, a mood. It was associated with the storyline whatever the case may be and then also um and, and it sometimes it captures the tone of even the whole season um so that's what I think to myself like it's kind of like a chicken in the egg like did they did somebody say I want that song in this show in this episode so we have to write an episode that fits that it's it's just it amazes me the song choices that they pick I think some of them are just so fitting and I really like like to pick somebody's brain like how do you guys do that?
0: Yeah. Uh, one of the, th- uh, one of the goals that I personally have for Supergirl radio is to try to get Blake Neely or uh, any of the, uh, the, the music staff. Uh, the I, Cause I think there are some people that worked with uh, Blake to uh, pick song choices and also possibly uh, write and comp- compose music as well. Uh, so that's one of my goals is to have uh, those more, more behind the scenes people. Cause uh, we really liked talking to, to Matthew Wilson. Uh, the property master on the show. And so it'd be really fun to talk more to those people who actually um, uh, did more to really create the show and the way it looked and the way it sounded uh, as you brought up, uh, it would be really fun to to uh, speak with more of the production side of things to to get their take on the show and the the universe of the show because they're they're essentially creating it uh, and, and specifically in this situation uh, through the music and the tone and yeah. uh, the vibe that they're putting out. So that's definitely something on our radar, uh, but it might also be worth doing a Supergirl radio episode on the music and and just you know not even necessarily with Blake Neely, but maybe we can pick some a few songs from a couple of the seasons or maybe we could break it down just like uh season by season and talk about the musical choices so if you if you would want to be a part of that and sort of develop that episode uh since you've already been kind of thinking about it um you know just let us know Uh, i'll I'll leave it to you to maybe uh work up a pitch for that and we can uh we can maybe talk about that because i think that would be something that um would be worth exploring uh we do have a supergirl radio playlist on spotify so if you're interested in that you can um, go to supergirlradio.com and on the right side of the page we have a link to that if you want to uh add that to your library, but uh, in that in that uh, Spotify playlist uh, are the tracks from the the show. I always tried to make sure after every episode aired to add the tracks to that playlist. So it's it's really interesting to actually listen to them uh, without the scene, just to yeah. listen to the song. So yeah. I think that's a that's a really good idea.
2: Yeah, and and like I say, since I'm always watching an episode of Supergirl just about every day, sometimes two. Uh, so I'm redoing the seasons all the time. So I, I look at different things every time I rewatch, I, I, you know, I, I started just one season, one rewatch. I just really started paying attention to the music. And, uh, and and that's what kind of jumped out at me on that one. And go ahead.
0: Oh, I was just going to say, uh, and Leslie also says, uh, I'd love to do a show on the music on Supergirl. So maybe uh, Claudia and Leslie, maybe, maybe you all can uh, come on and be, <laughs> be guests on that episode. If you, if you were up for it, yeah, and we can have to. we can have you as a uh, guest musical expert consultants. Uh That's <laughs> we're, we'll we'll come up with better titles uh, for that's for cool. you all for that. Uh, but yeah, Leslie says I'd love to collaborate with someone regarding the musical and Supergirl. So we'll we'll definitely uh, try to do that at some point. I'm trying to think of. We'll, I would we'll, love that. Yeah, we'll have to uh, try to plan it. Well, I'll include. Um, this is this is this is good brainstorming for the podcast. So we'll we'll have to do a spooky season. Uh, magic versus science episode and then somewhere down the line we'll have to find a good time to uh maybe maybe uh we'll try, try to tie it to maybe like grammy season or something like that <laughs> yeah. and uh, find a way to tie it into musical aspects and uh see what we can do there but i think that's that would be a great episode so we'll we'll have to uh work with you all on that and uh see which what you uh, would specifically how how you want to address it
2: yeah, and like I say, that'd be really cool. And um, I think the, the second idea that, or the, the thought that popped into my head, had to had to do with the the clothing. I know that you have a uh, the boardroom barroom segment, but you, even if you extend that out to like the entire cast, the thing that jumps out at me is who determines what somebody wears. And it, and it's I know this is a silly question, but to me that really does set the tone. And, and you can see, for example, Cara's evolution because I, I actually watched the, the pilot in preparation for today just to kind of refresh my certain details of what have you. And I could really see how she dressed in season one. And I'm looking at, let's say, um, I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle of uh, my rewatch. I'm in season five right now. And that is night and day. You know, <laughs> yeah. like stunningly so. Um, and you could just see how, how physically Carl looks, how, you know, how um, the maturity uh, her growth, it, just with her clothing. Um, and, and you can see the subtle differences even with Alex uh, going into season one and how she changes, how her uniform changes and just all these different things. So um, that's what I think about when I'm watching is the visuals on that one. So I'm listening, the music for the audio, but then the visuals is, is who is, is dressing these people? And and who makes the decision? Is it just because it looks nice? Because I think it is a reflection of what's going on sometimes emotionally. Um, uh, if something's about to go down, you could tell, like, ooh, she's dressed to fight. There's gonna be a fight today, you know, kind of like that. Um, so so that's a that's another thing that the the, the visual cues you get just from the uh, uh, what they wear. I I feel strange calling clothing costumes, but that, that's their costume.
0: Yeah, yeah, or or wardrobe if you you you. wanted to do it that way. Uh, Yeah, and that's also uh, something on our book. Hit list is to try to talk to the people in the wardrobe department on supergirl because we, we have a lot of questions for sure uh so that would be uh someone that we're. i, I can't remember if i sent an email to one of those people or not i've, I've sent so many emails <laughs> for yeah, interviews i really so, hope somebody
2: responds back
0: so uh so it, it sometimes it's just really tough because uh people just have so many things going on but uh but that would definitely be something that we would want to talk about and, uh, I think that's a, a worthwhile discussion and, and, and perhaps we could, you know, break it down, you know, if we just wanted to talk about Kara's wardrobe or, cause I know we've, uh, we sort of did that with Lena one time where we kind of looked, uh, very expansively, I think maybe just like a full season five. I think we, we, we've done season five and season six of Boardroom or Ballroom, but we could, right. we could maybe revisit <laughs> Uh, season two, season three, and season four. Uh, but that's definitely something that I would want to uh, ask about as well because we know because of Katie McGraw, uh, that the actors do sometimes have quite a bit of leeway and pull about what the 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 actor is going to wear, what the how the character will dress, because we know that things shifted for Lena. Uh, I guess maybe more so in season four when she started wearing those really great suits. So I, I think she had a lot of input on that because she uh, she referenced uh, what is her face. Uh, oh, Kate Blanchett uh, I think Kate Blanchett. Yeah. yes, I, I'm I feel ashamed that I called her <laughs> Kate, what's her face? Uh, but, <laughs> but I feel great shame in that. Uh, she's one of the great all-time actresses and I just uh, could not remember her name at the time. Yeah. but uh she uh you know, Katie sort of looked to her for inspiration. So I think they do have some uh input into those things. Uh, but it would be interesting to see or to hear, uh, from the wardrobe department to, to hear how, how they begin that conversation because they have to go through a lot of fittings for that. And, um, one thing that I remember, this is kind of disconnected from Supergirl, but one of my favorite things that I've heard about TV production was, um, in the case of the closer on TV, TNT. And I know I've referenced the closer many, many times. It's one of my favorite shows, but they, they had an approach and I'm sure all different, uh, tv shows have different approaches but on that show uh one of the things that they did was that they had uh the main character brenda lee johnson played by kira sedgwick she would sort that her character would set the tone so it was basically a cop show she was the main lead and then like her team was kind of her, her ensemble so she set the tone in terms of the wardrobe design so if if brenda lee johnson was wearing pink that day her team would have elements of pink in their ties. I never or their, noticed
2: that. Or, I used you know, to watch that show and I never yeah, noticed that.
0: Yeah. So that's how they approached it is that they, they tied the, her, her team, her people who were, you know, assisting her in, in terms of how uh, Brenda Lee Johnson was feeling th- in that particular episode. And so I always thought that was a really cool approach, but it wouldn't work for every TV show. Yeah. That yeah. was be specific to that one. Uh, but I would, I would be curious to know if, the wardrobe department did have some kind of, not necessarily like that with the closer, but if they had some sort of standard that they would set for themselves for each episode, like what were they trying to achieve? Were they trying to reflect Kara's journey or were they just really... Catering it individually to each character, I I have a lot of questions about that. Yeah,
2: yeah, and, and even like on Twitter, you always see comments about, especially the last couple of seasons, how they try to put uh, certain characters in com- complementary colors, you know, like a yin and yang kind of thing. And I I thought that was uh, I I tended to believe that as well because I was like, that's not coincidence, you know. But uh, but I just thought that was interesting.
0: Yeah, for sure, especially like on a a show about supergirl which is very much like superman like you would probably play a lot with the uh the primary colors with the reds and the blues and the yellows and of course there's color theory which i need to do more personal uh research on but there are certain colors that go better uh with other colors so uh Mm -hmm. there's probably some of that like i'd be curious if 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 wardrobe uh people uh utilize color theory just as much as like a an artist would right. or a graphic designer would, I, I'd be interested in that. So I but, think but that would is, be a cool thing to explore.
2: I it, it think it's for me, an offshoot of the wardrobe is also the hair mm. because, um, you know, whether somebody puts something up or down, I know that you guys would joke about how um, if it was in a, a science bun or if it was in, you know, which, which, which Lena hair or, you know uh, but it, that's another, to me, that's an, a, the choice of hairstyle I think is also an extension of wardrobe, so that that my question kind of feeds into that one as well. Oh, for sure.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, I I think uh, even with I I think that happens a lot with Lena uh, in particular uh, (laughs) when she is uh, when she's kind of you know down to earth game night lena she wears her hair down and wears blue jeans and when she's you know sciency or evil she'll you know wear her hair pulled back in a ponytail or it'll be like real straight and and, and uh, uh stern looking um so i think there there's definitely a lot of that with lena i'm trying to think if there would be other characters that that might apply to maybe some with car i mean there's the bangs obviously Nina. but
2: I think oh, OK. With Nia, because I loved Nia's wardrobe. I mean, oh, she's one of my favorite characters as well. Nia just oh, I love her. And I watch what she wears. It's so creative and it's so fun. But also her hair changes up as well. Hmm.
0: OK, I'll have to go back and uh, yeah. look at that as well, because that I think some of that can give you it, it could be of a- two minds it could be just like that's what the actor was feeling that day like it could it could just be simple as like oh i want to i want nia's hair to look like this today or you know uh, or i'm feeling more like this i feel like i want to wear this you know but i think it could also just be they're literally looking at it from a character (laughs) journey and a character arc so it, that would be definitely something about um, something that we want to ask if we talk to hair and makeup or wardrobe people. Who definitely on my list for yeah. sure. I, I And I know that's on Morgan's list, too. So we are of two minds about that. So that's great. Hopefully one of these days we'll be able to grab some of those folks.
2: I, w- I will definitely have my fingers crossed about that. Yeah. And, um, and like I say and probably the one last thing I just want to just mention is uh, like my background uh, unlike Miss uh, Dr. Green, uh, I know she's more science, I'm definitely a lot more I'm, I'm science but I'm more technical I have a more of an engineering background. So um, one of my of course my favorite character will always be Lena Luther uh, because of the designs and the concepts that she comes up with because I watch the show and I think to myself, ooh, that would you know revolutionize the world if that actually happened because I know it's not real, but you know, what if? Um, mm-hmm. and so some of the some of the concepts you came out with, I was like, that is impressive. And I just started thinking to myself, you know that that one where she did the ghostbuster uh, Ghostbuster backpack, Yeah, I thought to myself, does she have a lathe or something? because that thing is like, I think it's metal. I don't even think it's like molded plastic or anything. So I'm like, does she, does she have a sheet metal machine in her, in her garage? And she's just actually fabricating these metal items. It, it just blows my mind. It really does.
0: Yeah, it's funny with uh, fictional science uh, <laughs> because sometimes it actually inspires scientists to explore yeah. some of those ideas. I know Star, I, Trek. Star, <laughs> Star Trek. Trek Star yeah. Trek is definitely uh, one of those... Uh, uh, storytelling uh you know avenues with television and film that have inspired a lot of scientists uh dick tracy back in the day in the comics i mean uh i i have a i have a fitbit so it's not exactly an apple watch but yeah. apple watches are basically dick tracy watches so yeah uh, those those really things are. those things do come to fruition famously interstellar christopher nolan's interstellar uh had so much space science going on i think nasa like borrowed stuff that christopher <laughs> nolan <laughs> had created and so they they developed some uh, scientific research based around interstellar so i mean it's not out of the realm of possibility that if yeah, Lena luther created something on the show that maybe some scientist in the future is going to be like huh all right yeah. let me check that out hopefully yeah. they don't uh, try to go the vr path no. Uh, Cause that's, that's bad science that we don't want to, we don't want to touch, but it's possible.
2: I, I could, I, unfortunately I could see that happening. I just hope it's not in my lifetime, but um, the one item that she ever created that I think about it and I, and I feel silly saying this, I think about it almost daily is in season two, I think it's like episode three or four or whatever. When um, Lena busts out that prototype of that alien detection scanner, oh yeah, yeah, it basically looks like a mouse, right? It's the size of a mouse, and I think about daily like how does that thing work? Because, like, what what would it be? Because it can't, because people have to touch it, it can't have a little needle in there and collect a blood sample because that would be very unhygienic. So I'm just thinking to myself, what could that possibly be? I have come to the conclusion that I think it is uh, light like technology that the uh, it like there's a certain spectrum of of human skin thickness. It, so you have to you have to account for different skin tones and what have you, and aliens either have rougher like thicker skin or or thinner skin, and and if you're in this spectrum, then you're human. If you're outside of that, you're not. That's what I I firmly believe. It's like technology.
0: Interesting. I, 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 would go with that uh, that thesis, that hypothesis. I am, yeah, I'm firmly on that camp. I'll, I'll be on your side because uh, you uh, I'm not smart enough to, to know <laughs> uh, whether that's right or wrong. So I'm just gonna encourage you to keep exploring <laughs> that. Uh, so <laughs> that's a, that's a cool, that's a cool thought because that was a, um a really interesting uh, device that they introduced in terms of. Uh, uh, Lena trying to, you know, possibly figure out. You know, it, it sort of teased that idea that oh no, Le- Lena's going to know a uh, uh, Kara's uh, secret that she's Supergirl. Of course, that went on for many, many seasons after that. But, uh, but it was a kind of a a neat tease with that device. So right. I think I think that's something that uh, could be uh, analyzed a little more.
2: Yeah. But I think about that little that little uh, mouse looking thing daily because of my mouse that I use every day. I'm like, huh, I wonder how that would work.
0: yeah uh dr nicole in the chat says i feel comforted to hear that other people fixate on supergirl science way too often (laughs) (laughs) you're not the only one
2: you are not not alone
0: nicole uh you know there are things that um that I'm sure a lot of us sort of fixate on about the show, so uh, that you're not alone in that. We all have our things that we're interested in uh, on the show. Cool. Well, uh, Claudia, before I let you go, um, sure. it, are, do you have any final thoughts? Any anything you want to leave uh, the viewers or the the listeners with?
2: No, the only thoughts I have would probably cause a fight. So it's best if I not express them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Well, uh, okay. I, I was going to to push you to talk about it, but if you don't want to, you don't have to.
2: No, no. It's just, a, you know what? It's a show that I love and it wasn't perfect, but um, but I watch it all the time. I get a lot of joy out of it. And I, I I know a lot of people, especially season six. A lot of people didn't like season six and I get that. But you know what? Just leave everything at the door. Just watch it for what it is. And I promise you, you'll enjoy it. Because <laughs> if you just go with the flow, you'll just enjoy it like I did. It's fantastic. That,
0: that is a uh, a good way to approach it. And <laughs> I I think, you know, even if I was disappointed with a lot of stuff in the sort of the back half of the the series, yeah. I love that you know, uh, other fans like you just really love it for what it is. Like I, I, I think that's awesome. So I, I, I encourage you to, to keep enjoying it. Don't let anyone else say that you can't enjoy (laughs) it for what it is and uh, keep watching it and having a good time with it. I think that's great. Um, I, I try to remember that about pretty much anything I watch or listen to or, uh you know read if i actually do get to read um you know i just try to remember like if this brings you joy watch it that's that's why i keep watching lost episodes that's why i keep watching 30 rock episodes um that's why i love the closer and i keep mentioning it on as many super radio episodes as i can uh because if 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 it brings you joy uh lean into that so i i think that's great that you can still get some enjoyment out of the show
2: I appreciate that. And I just want to tell everybody, anybody who's still on, you guys have a great evening, be safe out there. And, uh, you know, winter's almost done. Spring is coming. Everybody have a good time.
0: Yeah. Well, that's a good uh, thing to leave everybody on. And thank you for joining me in this, uh, impromptu Colin show that, uh, I just kind of decided that we would do tonight uh, since uh, unfortunately Morgan couldn't be with us Uh, because it's no fun really just to listen to me. So it's a lot more fun to hear what y'all think. So don't sell
2: yourself short. Don't sell yourself short.
0: So thanks for joining me on the live stream. I'm going to kick you out and we're going to wrap this, uh, this live stream up. Uh, OK, let me get to a few last things that I saw here in the chat. Uh, Tiana has some really good questions for this live stream, uh, asking what karaoke would you want Kara to sing? That's a good question. If anybody has a thought in the chat, um, uh, let us let us know what your thought is. I'd be, I'd be curious as to what the uh, the viewers and the listeners uh, think uh, because i think cara maybe maybe more so melissa would be into show tunes uh so i would probably try to get her to sing some sort of uh show tune number I'm trying to think of what a good like broadway musical number would be i know i know um, the show references um Oh my gosh. Why am I blanking on so many things tonight? Uh, it, it's the, the show about the Wizard of Oz and uh, the big hit Defying Gravity. What is that show? What is that show? Somebody tell me what that is in the chat. Cause I'm blanking on, uh, what that Broadway show is wicked. Yes. Wicked. Okay. <laughs> I cannot remember anything, uh, on this live stream, but probably something from a, a Broadway show, maybe like a Maybe something from Hello, Dolly. I really love Hello, Dolly. So probably, uh, what is that that song called? Uh, Sunday something. um, Put on your Sunday shoes, maybe. Hang on, I'm going to look that song up. Put on your Sunday clothes. That's probably, I'm just going to be random. I would want Cara Danvers to sing Put on your Sunday clothes from Hello, Dolly. She would knock that out of the park. I would be into that, uh, so, so that's what I would pick. Uh, a lot of people in the chat referencing Wicked. Uh, uh, new Rachel says Car and Lena doing for good from Wicked. Uh, Nicole says Wicked. Leslie says Wicked. Donna says Wicked. Uh, Tiana says it's the end of the world. Okay, is that the um, is that the REM song? Is there a different uh, version of that that you would rather uh, uh, have uh, sung? Let's see. Uh, Donna's sisters from White Christmas. Uh, so yeah, I think I, I think a, a show tune would be a good one uh, for Cara to sing, but maybe also something. Cara was also a big uh, fan of classic films, so I would probably also do. I would, of course, you probably can't sing these on karaoke because it's usually like uh, big hits from like the the f- 1950s on. So I doubt they have any. Uh, any uh songs from like the 30s and 40s um uh I remember what that Gershwin song is that Fred Astaire would sing um you can't take that away from me oh yeah that's a good one so if i was leaning into um into uh car's love of classic film that's probably not going to be on a, a karaoke list but i would probably want her to sing uh gershwin's you can't take that away from me because that would be uh leaning into uh because frank's uh frank sinatra uh fred astaire frank sinatra that's a that's a totally different classic film <laughs> i have new you could you could go you could have car sing of uh, uh, frank sinatra if you wanted to um but i would probably uh, want her to sing a Fred, do a Fred Astaire, uh, may, maybe not impression, but uh, Fred Astaire sing. Uh, you can't take that away from me twice, in a movie with Fred, uh, with Ginger Rogers. Uh, I believe in Shall We Dance and the Barclays of Broadway. So, I would, I'm a big Fred and Ginger fan. So I would probably have her do something like that as well, if that was available on the list. Uh, Claudia says I would love to hear Car Danvers sing all by myself. Uh, maybe the Celine Dion version. Uh, she would, she would, she'd crush it. I think. <laughs> I Montana mean, does confirm that uh, REM. I think that would be. Uh, I'd be impressed if Kara c- could do that. Uh, it's the end of the world as we know it. is a very fast song with a lot of lyrics, uh, and then Donna uh, uh, reminds us all she did a, a good job with um, Moon River. So, also a classic film song from Oh my gosh, uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's blanking on that too oh my gosh and it's one of my favorite films uh so yeah (laughs) uh so this must be a good sign that i need to wrap up the live stream because i am forgetting everything um but i guess if we're going to um maybe turn this into an actual episode of supergirl radio that people can listen to on the uh podcast um audio feed i guess maybe uh if i can find the plugs i guess i was gonna you know gonna go ahead and uh say something to the effect uh, and uh, because I don't have my Google Docs in front of me, so I'm just kind of trying to wing it. Uh, But I guess if uh, if we're going to treat this like a regular episode of Supergirl Radio, here are some ways to keep up with Supergirl Radio and the DC TV Podcast Network. If you would like to contact Supergirl Radio, you can post a comment on our website at supergirlradio.com You can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail you can call us at 678- 718-7252. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Podchaser, and Spotify, where we also have a Spotify playlist that includes music featured on And wired. DC TV Podcast also has a T public store. So if you're in need of new DC TV related t-shirts, tank tops, sweatshirts, onesies, mugs, notebooks, pillows, or stickers, go to supergirlradio.com and click on the T public store link at the top of the page. Supergirl
2: Radio, Superman and Lois Radio, the flash podcast, and legends of tomorrow, podcast by and Podcast Bad Woman Podcast Two and Titans and New. Podcast just for you. Justice the Dark podcast. Green Lantern podcast. Star Girl podcast. Strange Adventures podcast. And finally, my favorite of bunch, DC TV After Dark, where you're
3: allowed to say fuck.
0: Apparently there is a new uh episode of DC TV After Dark. So make sure uh that you're checking that out, even though you don't get uh Morgan Glennon on this episode of Supergirl Radio, because unfortunately she is not feeling well and we all hope she gets better. But if you need some Morgan Glennon in your life, uh go check her out on the Legends of Tomorrow podcast and DC TV After Dark, which supposedly has a new episode. I, I still I still I haven't seen it yet. So I'm. Just, I won't believe it until it's in my earbuds. So uh, hopefully we'll see that uh, in our uh, our our podcast feed. So check that out if uh, if you would like to. Uh, if you want to keep up with me, uh, you can check me out on Vero at Derby Kid, and I'm on Instagram at the Derby Kid. I also have a YouTube channel, uh, YouTube.com/slash Duckboat Prod. I have been very bad about consistency of as of late trying to get uh my batman v superman donald justice uh critical reception analyses uh uh done here lately just because i've been out of town and things have been coming up so uh i'm hoping to get back on a more consistent schedule for those which are on sundays at 9 p.m eastern at youtube.com slash duck prod so uh cross your fingers i'll I'll get that on uh this upcoming sunday so if you would like to join me over there and just talk about art criticism and how we view cinema that's kind of the approach there so even if you didn't like batman v superman dawn of justice and i know i'm kind of an odd duck in 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 that for having loved it but if even if you don't like bvs uh i think it's worth uh just Talking about how we critique art and how what, what's the approach and how you do that? How do you talk about uh, not only cinema but uh, art in general? How do you approach a, a story and uh, and uh, how do you critique it and review it? That's kind of what I talk about on those live streams, so you can check me out there. Also, I just want to give a, a shout out to our Supergirl Radio. Uh, patrons our legion of super sponsors these people are michael sam and marie yvonne quinn nicola leslie abby ermgard Miriam, nicole Lizeth, faith brian and ethan so if you would like to uh, contribute to that as well you can go to patreon.com supergirl radio we have four monthly levels uh, which you can uh, sign up for and those have different rewards uh, for them uh, we'll be uh, doing a uh uh, DC uh, film or TV review uh, for this month. We owe the uh, $5 Ace Reporters uh, a uh, a quarterly film review. So uh, we'll probably uh, be doing that here in the next couple of weeks. I think we have one picked out, uh, but we're still kind of determining what that's gonna be formally. And it's usually something that uh, <laughs> we find on HBO Max because that way everybody can watch uh, along with us like you can you could watch it and then uh, and then uh, check out our review of that afterwards. So that's kind of the approach there. So definitely check us out at patreon.com slash Supergirl Radio. Uh, all of your support helps out the podcast and uh, gives us opportunity to do not only uh, things to help pay for our fees, but also do uh, cool and fun things for our community. So uh, thank you to all of our super sponsors. All right. Well, I think that kind of covers it for me. Uh, 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 Like I mentioned before in previous episodes, I'm still doing um, uh, some plugs for my friend, Mike, who's doing a fundraiser for Make-A-Wish. If you would like to support him, he's a big DC fan who actually got me into reading Teen Titans and passed along a lot of his old comics to me, (laughs) which I dug into uh, furiously, Uh, furiously, I don't know if that's a great way to describe that. But I was really intense about it when uh, when he let me borrow some of, his, uh, some of his old comics back in the day. So uh, he's a big DC fan and is uh, doing a good deed and raising money for make-a-wish. Make-A-Wish. So if you would like to help him out, there should be a donate uh, donation link in the video description of this live stream. And I'm also going to put it in the show notes of the audio podcast because... I guess I'm going to turn this into a podcast episode. I was not going to do that initially. <laughs> I was just going to go on here and um, do a, a a live unboxing of the Supergirl Season 6 Blu-ray. But uh, while I was here, I thought, well, everybody came to, to hang out, so let's hang out. So even though, uh, unfortunately, we couldn't have Morgan joining us tonight, uh, I guess we'll we'll turn this into a, a kind of loosey goosey episode of Supergirl Radio, and, and maybe this will be beneficial to uh, others who just listen in the audio uh, format. So. Uh, I guess that's going to do it for this uh, episode of Supergirl Radio. Uh, but until next time, I guess uh, I'll leave you uh, with the uh, encouragement to go out and uh, purchase the Supergirl Season 6 Blu-ray or DVD or the complete series and uh, have fun re-watching and digging back into the show.
2: McGurk! I do love typing. Do not mess with my
0: Google Docs, Meeksy. Supergirl Radio is going live every night of the week. How <laughs> you like it? Is being, becoming a human burrito a plus or a minus? I don't know. It does seem snug. <laughs> I mean,
2: they say you are what you eat. Chira. I love that. So I do
0: a podcast called Supergirl Radio, and one of our segments is Lena yeah. Luthor boardroom or ballroom. because <laughs> really? She looks like a boss in this
3: coat.